Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. Today, forget the hard news, we're heading down the shallow end to find out who's smoked what, who's wearing what, and who's had what pumped from their enormous bulging whatever. Cricket's most explosive expose. And who is your favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer? Is that our show? It sure is. Prepare for the rubber duck invasion. The top selling DVDs of 2007. The votes are in, but it's not over yet. We can still get Meatballs 4 (laughs) into the top 10. Stolen wheelie bin found in Bulgaria. When is a police car not a police car? Channel 7 given a horrible choice. And acting's Jane Allsop is our co-host in the second hour. We'll find out if she's got any meat pie style skeletons in the closet. Who's pretending to be a German polar bear? And will Ed Cavalier do any of these stories today? I think he mentioned most of them yesterday. It's all coming up on Get This, where all staff are subjected to a rigorous physical. The cupping procedure reveals all, including texture, smell, and of course, taste. It certainly doesn't. Have we got Bon Jovi first up today, Mr. Marsley? Yeah, you know it, Tone. Is Marty Sheargold in the building? I should be able to track him down. He might be by the vending machine. He's a former Flashpot specialist. Let's see if we can go to work on this one. Here and get this. Of Triple M. Jovi with Triple M's Marty Sheargold on the Flashpots, former pyrotechnics expert uh, for Bon Jovi and indeed uh, Van Halen back in the 1980s. Good to see him back on uh, back on the horse. Absolutely. Well done all. Welcome to Get This Around the Nation, everybody, uh, with myself, Tony Martin. He would have a female at every truck stop. Oh, okay. We've got Ed Gavilee. I used to find girls in the truck all the time. Answering the phone, if I found where the truck was, there was girls always in the truck. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And, of course, pushing buttons, Richard Marsland. He left me with a $6,500 phone bill. (laughs) I gave him what was left of my Christmas money. I hadn't finished Christmas shopping. He was meant to pay it back to me Christmas Eve. No go. 
We're a bunch of cads, a bunch of bounders. Yeah. Frankly, I wouldn't listen to us. So all three of us uh, were involved with that woman, were we, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> girls in the truck. How do you get girls to get in your truck? I know, it's amazing. Mm. Hey, that sounds like some, uh, well, some gossip. You know, we've been, you know, hitting the hard stories at the top of the show lately. You want to go down the shallow end of the pool, guys? Absolutely. And consult... Those industry sources, onlookers, observers, associates, friends and a pal. Those well-placed insiders and most fellow diners could not help but notice the smell. Those in attendance were startled to witness the fast-growing stain in his pants. But that's just the way Mr Hasselhoff likes to do business when he's visiting France. Oh, there it is, our favourite all-time new weekly story. Absolutely. Baywatch star pisses self at airports. And then has the good sense to chuck a huge leg spread while he's getting <laughs> driven past the cameras on a people mover. <laughs> Thanks, David. Oh, they've never topped that one. No. The new weekly are having a red-hot go this week, though. How are they uh, going? Well, Britney is uh, on the front pages again. Mm. Britney Spears has apologised for having attacked a reporter's car with an umbrella back in February, mm. shortly after she shaved her head, claiming she was preparing a character mm. for a film role. Mm. That's what she was doing when she was laying into. Mm. She was at work. That was at the office, that, mm. laying into that car. They're remaking Mary Poppins mm. uh, with Russell Crowe's character from Romper Stomper. <laughs> and I Great. think Britney's... Britney's first up for the lead. Uh, no, I've got the name of the film here. It's called The Britney Spears Story. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Mm. Britney plays a shaven-headed nutbag who hasn't had a head for three years and is reduced to pimping photographs of her oddly repellent nether regions to PerezHilton.com. It's going to be fantastic. Ouch. <laughs> so scathing, Tony. How's that Perez Hilton? I know you're a big fan of him. I hate that Perez Hilton. Is he the world's most hateable man? He's going to go close. No, and Peter Reith is retired now, so yeah. he crossed that off the list. <laughs> Reithy. Yeah. I mean, how's he become famous? He's become famous for just stealing other people's photographs and Put then it, just scrawling stuff over Putting him on his website and going like, oh. Like that's, his, that's pretty much his cash rate. <laughs> he looks gay. Oh, my God. I got him. <laughs> Guys, I've got him. I like to think that Perez Hilton has a team of like 35 writers. <laughs> yeah. Who wrote this? Who wrote, ooh. All right, who wrote this? Your fight. It's, oh. You know that. You know that. <laughs> What about Brad Pitt? Look at this, Brad's surgery shock. Have a look at this photograph. There's a photograph of uh, Brad Pitt okay. recently, May 2007. That's recent. Looking very handsome. Oh, he's handsome, all right. Then here he is way back in January 2007. I don't even remember those days. He looks like me. <laughs> he's had a lot of work done. No, no, he's just, this was back in the days mm. when he was standing in worse lighting. Oh, that was <laughs> that's what it is, because that's the only difference I can see between those two yeah, photos. Yeah, pretty much. Unless that's uh, a photo from this film he's making uh, called The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Have you heard about this? Is this the one where the man lives his life backwards? Yeah, so is he starts as an old man yeah. and then reverts to a baby over the course of the movie. So Brad is in various stages of old age makeup. Yeah. And oh. I see the, the paparazzi keep copying him on the set and going, oh, look, Brad oh, Pitt's looking old. <laughs> Tell you what, how old was that uh, Heath Ledger looking? In Brokeback Mountain. Did you notice oh, that? Oh, so old. With the Play-Doh on the face. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Some good age what a job. Remember Dustin Hoffman in uh, Little Big Man? How old was he looking? Now, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
It was at the video shop. I've yeah. never seen it. Oh, oh, Little Big Man's great. It's yeah. very funny movie. Yeah, really? And yeah. uh, Russell Crowe and A Beautiful Mind. There's some good aging makeup. Oh, he was yeah. so old. Mm. Yeah, he's needs, so old towards the Needs some Botox. Needs some percussion. Right. How about you, uh, Nicole Richie? Oh, what's she done well, now? Well, she's preggers. Yeah. Right? And uh, I said this, I announced this to my flatmates who mm. briefly looked up from the Foxtel. Uh, and in enough time, one of my flatmates said to me, What? And Nicole Richie's pregnant. What? Nic- Turn it off. Nicole Richie is pregnant. <laughs> Nicole Richie's pregnant? I mean, she's had sex, doesn't it? Uh, probably. Imagine having sex with Nicole Richie. It'd be like making love to a balloon full of toothpicks. <laughs> I said, put that foxtail back on, you mean, you mean individual. It's very true, Get though. Get back to your taggart, right? And be a bit nicer. You're watching taggart around at your place. Of course we are. What about this new go, which is uh, photographing celebrities with their eyes shut? See, this is the thing. That's you a, know yeah. the one where you want them to look stoned. Yeah. You just uh, get them when they're blinking. Yeah, that'll get them. Anyone looks stoned if you photograph them mid-blink. Mm. The latest one is to get two celebrities standing next to each other. If one of them has got their eyes shut, you can try this at home, it looks like... Sleepwalking. ...staring at someone's tits. All oh, right. Here's oh, yeah. Simon Cowell from your uh, American Idol, photographed with his eyes shut next to various celebrities. Look at that one down the bottom there. Bottom right hand. Yeah, he's asleep. He's just got his eyes shut. He's asleep. Oh, so all night. He spends eight hours ogling tits, does he? Now, see, this is... (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is that they've got, like... All right, Terry Seymour. She's a presenter of some sort. She's quite the nork. That's fair enough. Uh, And then the other person that apparently he's desperate to cop a a look at is Sharon Osbourne. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. Haven't we all wanted to downblouse her? Good morning. In our weaker moments. There's one of, uh, which is just going, it's going way over the top, which is Ashton Kutcher yeah. looking at his stepdaughter, who's wow. Ruma Willis, yeah. wow. who apparently is getting a bit chesty LaRue. Really? And, um, but, like, she's, he's just carrying on a conversation, <laughs> but in the caption there's they're alleging... Jawler. Yeah, like a Woody Sun Yi thing going on. Oh, dear. Yeah, it's, um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> now, how about your Famous Magazine? <laughs> talking to her. Yeah, see, that doesn't seem like it's for real, right? Right. And Famous Magazine's got the stats to prove it, what's real and what's not. Oh, really? 63% of famous readers yep. do not believe that Nicole and Joel, her, mm. her boyfriend from Good Charlotte, who are coming up shortly, no doubt... Uh, are a perfect match. It goes on to say that 80% of famous readers believe that the federal election will be won by either John Howard or Dean Geyer, and 100% of famous readers believe, like, um, Grey's Anatomy is better than Ugly Betty because, um, the doctors are so cuter. <laughs> there is so much down the shallow end today. So much. We've got to have some music yeah. and get back into it. Here, get this. Oh, there he is. That troublesome Daniel Johns and Silverchair <laughs> reflections of a sound here at Get This on Triple M, where we have been receiving a lot of complaints about yesterday's show. Where Why? Ed Cavalier was just throwing in uh, rude words, apparently, for no reason. I think 18 months is not long enough for him. <laughs> I think at least five to ten years, hard labour, in a desert, and with a chastity belt or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's necessary. <laughs> chastity belt, it's way <laughs> overdue. <laughs> Explain yourself, Ed. What were you up to? Well, no, look, George McEncrow uh, from the Brisbane Cage, mm. a good friend of the program, mm. you know, speaks and specs and the like, a respected broadcaster. Sure. Uh, she challenged me to get uh, a couple of terms into yesterday's program, mm. and I did. Yeah. And uh, the prize was $100 cold hard cash. Uh, let's not repeat or explain them. No, let's not. <laughs> Definitely not. There was one she asked for which I refused to do because I've got standards, oh. moral standards. Uh, Felching was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Adeline. Fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I said, no, thanks. I don't want the money. You can pay me in food. <laughs> 
100 bucks worth of food. Yep. What does that come to? Uh, bush got? Foods, Dick Smith's Bush Foods, <laughs> uh, all I can eat. Few bananas and a rack of lamb. So if you do hear a rude word totally out of context on the show, don't worry, it's not gratuitous. It's for a good cause. It's just Ed trying to get food. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know how short of food he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Will Arthur Smut for food? <laughs> Let's get back to the show business talk. Now, I see everyone is uh, having a dip at uh, Daniel Johns, Peter Garrett. Uh, I know, what a shock. Let me get this right. Yeah. A rock star may have smoked mm-hmm. a jazz cigarette. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's big news, is it? No, but no, I think the big news is that he did it with two other rock stars. That's the big <laughs> shock. There's the big shock right there. Okay, that's, what, <laughs> that's what's pushed it onto yeah. page three. Oof. Wow, yeah. that's a bombshell, is it? Massive. Okay. Mm. I mean, you've got MPs in Parliament, mm. three or four I could name, mm. who look to me to be entirely fuelled by port. Yeah, absolutely right. Who can barely get out of their seats because yes. of their enormous bulging guts. Mm. That rather lithe and fit-looking Mr Garrett yeah. may have smoked a jazz cigarette. He may have. Wow. Mm. Can't trust him. Put him I, away. I, I was going to vote for Labor. Not anymore. Send him up the river. That's the end of that. No way. No way. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get back to the shallow end. Shallow end. Now, listen to this. Uh, Jess and Jake get it on. Uh, Apparently, Jake Gyllenhaal has hooked up with Jessica Simpson in a rebound relationship, which I know you're not a fan of at all, Tony. (laughs) Uh, But pals say that their rebound relationship won't make it past the physical stage. Why is that? Fantastic. (laughs) Imagine if you hooked up with Jessica Simpson. It's pretty much the physical stage I'm after, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's a bit of a carrot, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Fine, we'll stop at the physical stage. All right, all right. Yeah, I think I can cope with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a stretch, but jeez. I'll save the Mensa gear for Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> you might miss out on some of the scintillating repartee, like the chicken of the sea tuna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the other bits of gold mm. from that TV show. Mm. What about uh, Liz Hurley? Have you seen this business? Uh, fans who logged on to Elizabeth Hurley's website and saw a cute little girl wearing a cute bikini and big white sunglasses were left stunned when they realised the girl they were looking at was really Liz's son, Damien. Oh, no. She's put her son in a bikini on her own website to advertise oh. to try and shift some swimwear. Oh. Liz suggested Damien pose in the bikini, explains a source. Other people were uncomfortable with it, mm. but she insisted. Mm. How's that? Even online sex pests are going, oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Even Ashton Kutcher wouldn't be looking <laughs> at that cleavage <laughs> accidentally while that having would, a conversation. You know, if... Um, See, my mum used to dress me and my sister up in sailor's outfits. Yeah, we got the little Lord Fauntleroy gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that led to, you know, head first down the toilet. <laughs> but would your mum have made you basically dress in drag no. and then present yourself to the entire world? No, I don't think so. That wouldn't have any ramifications of the schoolyard. No, not at all. No, that 21st speech is writing itself. <laughs> <laughs> Beating him up at school. And this is for extreme measures <laughs> while we're there. Long list to get to. Uh, what have you got over there, Mr. Mars, and show uh, business-wise? Did you happen to watch the uh, Elton John interview? I find Elton John fascinating. Like, so many years in showbiz. Mm. And uh, always a great storyteller, lots of celebrity friends. Mm. Kidding me? It's pretty much the Zelig, isn't he, of showbiz? He knows how to dress. Mm. Didn't yeah. I see him in a Donald Duck costume recently? <laughs> that was, uh, I think that was from the 70s. That Hurley put him in it. it was, <laughs> yeah, it was Hurley's idea. <laughs> <laughs> Go as Donald. What? All right. <laughs>
Whatever. Um, but he gave an interview last night with uh, with Denton on Enough Rope. And, oh, yeah. And uh, the big revelation of that interview was that he found at one stage his life was so chaotic and he was so wrapped up in the showbiz world because he's always had staff around him mm. that he actually could never operate a washing machine. He, he didn't know how to actually look after himself to the point where he could load the washing in. Yeah, he couldn't get the Donald Duck costume in. That's right. The front loader. Don't you hate it when you pull out your hair and it's shrunk? I hate that. <laughs> the glasses have stretched. I've got to do it with hot and cold. Keep on getting confused. It's time for a song, <laughs> Poor surely. No, let's not. No, no. Well, <laughs> it's got to be something better. We've got some more. There's so much down the shallow end. Yeah, but yeah. We're not going to close this off yet. And don't worry, sports fans. <laughs> yeah. What? You give it some sizzle, eh? Okie dokie. I have in my hand a copy of Tim Zura. The gloves are off. Now for the facts. Cricket's most explosive expose. Yes, coming soon on Get This. Hmm. Ah, uh, be good, Johnny. Thank you very much, men at work here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Brought to you by the Nissan Navara with this huge pulling power. Huge pulling It's pulled us down the shallow end today, hasn't it? It certainly has. There's a lot more down here at the shallow end. You want to get some more? Yeah. Show business gossip. Uh, Paris Hilton, has she she been mentioned on this show recently? No. We've, um, not, don't, no. Not since she was last in prison. We've mm. got, well, the thing is, she's out of prison now, and the out New Weekly are uh, pointing out when she was uh, released, the heiress told the world she was a different person. But on a recent Hawaiian holiday, she looked like the same spoiled socialite. Mm. Remember, she said she was going to devote herself to charity work, yes. becoming a role model, yeah. raising awareness of great causes. Awareness. Here's a picture of her still going about her usual gear, but in disguise. Okay. See, so she's got a dark wig, hat, and sunglasses. But there's no mistaking that haughty, disinterested, pout and obnoxious, unjustified sense of entitlement. There you it is. That a mile there away. it is. Check it out. Yep. And what is she going to do? What are her plans? Has she announced her plans? Charity work? Anything yet? No, she said some work. She wanted to work with some of the people she went to prison with. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget some of the other charities. Mm. Mm. She didn't seem very interested in it as she was saying it. No. Mm. Uh, apparently, she's working on uh, free apricot facial scrubs for the homeless. <laughs> No African child to go without at least one hour per year on a sunbed. That's, that's the plan. Nice. That's, that's something nice. she's working that's towards. Nice. They need that. Eritrean crack babies to receive signed photographs of Paris Hilton. Selfless. Selfless. Signed by a publicist, obviously. There's only so much one person can give. Absolutely right. There's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> Any other show business news, Mr. Marsler? From Paris Hilton to Jennifer Lopez. Yes. And her husband, uh, Yeah, yeah, Mark Anthony. Apparently, uh, on their wedding day, they made a vow to each other in 2004 to avoid working at the same time. Good idea. So they could see plenty of each other. Right. It's actually the same vow that Brittany and Kevin Federline made uh, mm. to each other when they got uh, married, to avoid working, just to avoid working. There you go. <laughs> right. just, to avoid, just to keep it. <laughs> they've stuck to that. <laughs> they've lived up to that. That's yeah, a good thing. Brilliantly done. Mark Anthony. Mm. I don't know who he is either. He's a, in every photo, he looks like he needs a sleep. <laughs> Or he looks like he's been spending a bit of time with Daniel Johns and Peter Garrett. Oh, dear. That's what I'm suggesting. Oh, my goodness. Here at the news desk. (laughs) (laughs) On Get This, the news desk, where we're informed by... Those pals and insiders, amazed fellow diners, and yes, someone close to the star. Insisted a friend of an onlooker's pal had associates there in the bar. Allegedly someone, according to sources, some startled observers and pals. But friends were not sure what the pals saw. Sources all swore something took place, but none of that was verified by insiders or observers or the pals. Oh, that's the trivial news out of the way. 
What's happening in the world of sports, Ed Cavalier? I can't tell you what's happening currently in the world of sports, yeah. but if it's uh, early 80s to late 90s you're after, then I've got you covered. Now, the other day we were talking about uh, bringing back Sheffield Shield mm. uh, cricket, possibly mm. to prime time <laughs> on Channel 9. A lot of interest in that idea. You mentioned, who was right. that bloke you mentioned? Tim uh, Zura is right. his name. Right. Now, he, for those who don't know the Zura story, Rich, yeah. uh, his own book, which I'm holding in my hand, right. claims that he is Australia's most talked about cricketer, mm. which is true. Yep. Fair enough. And he was a former Western Australian wicketkeeper batsman. That's right. Who played uh, 10 tests for Australia mm. and uh, a handful of one days for our, for our fine country as well. Mm. Now, he was replaced in the Western Australian side by one Adam Gilchrist. Mm. Right. Now, he go. He, he turned out to be a bit of all right. Mm. Tim's quite sure that he shouldn't have been dropped for Gilchrist when he wrote this book 10 years ago. What's the book called? Uh, the Gloves Are Off, <laughs> Now for the Facts. <laughs> How do you have a copy of that? I found it for a dollar. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Rob Sitch and I were talking about it, and then the next day I saw it for a dollar in a salvo. <laughs> Actually, I saw it for a dollar uh, in a Salvation Army uh, op shop in, uh, in Sydney. And I said, I'll have this, please. And I handed her a $2 coin, and she went, yep. I said, oh, it costs a dollar. And she went, no, no, two. Ooh. What? But it says a dollar. Mm-hmm. Never got my change. Wow. See, this is the thing about having your own radio show. You can write injustices. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen to yourself. No, it's just an extra dollar at an op shop. Uh, but it's worth every penny. They're upsizing you. But I can't keep going on about Tim. And I, why don't we let the man speak for himself oh, as we, we have... enter a new segment, Thus Spoketh Tim. <laughs> Dino wandered deliriously back to the change room and I knew he was crook as a dog. He was as white as Casper the Ghost and had lost a truckload of weight. Alcott organised for some boys to lift him, lift him into a bath of iced water to reduce his soaring temperature. I thought this brought him back to his old self when he bounced out of the tub and asked me to fetch him a can of Fanta, which he drank. That was the last thing Dino remembered. To this day, he doesn't remember a thing until well into the night when he awoke to the familiar sights of Alcott, Alan Border and team coach Bob Simpson sitting on the foot of his bed watching Rocky III. <laughs> and thus spoke Timothy Zura. <laughs> Sheffield Shield clapping. Beautiful. Wow. Two bucks. Are we going to have more readings from that? We've got another one ready for our phone topic. Or, oh, our phone topic today. What's it going to be? Oh, man. What's it going to be? Oh, man. I'm too excited. It's you can't even say. Name your favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer. It's that good. Here, get this. Get this. We close it down, idiot. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Thanks to the increased pulling power of the Nissan Navara, what a 4x4. It's get this around the nation on Triple M. This has never happened before. We've put in a request to play a song on the show. No. And it's been approved. I'm really happy. Come back. We submitted it to the Bear, who's a bit oh, of a power broker he's here. He's cuddly. He was the original panel operator before uh, he was white-handed by Richard Marsland. Yep. And he said yes. And we thought it was a joke. No. We go, no, this has got to be a stir, a wind-up, surely. Yeah, exactly right. How many songs have we requested? What have you asked for? Right, well, I've got three words for the music department around here. Men without hats. Safety dance. What have they got to do? Yeah. What have they got to do? I tried to get them to play the follow-up. Uh, I wish that I was Scotland and I'm walking through a forest in the rain or things in my life not allowed. What have you asked for over the years? Uh, a particular penchant for Australian bands of the 90s, Def Rhyme, Sanity, uh, Caligula, their version of Tears of a Clown. <laughs> Mantissa. Where's Mantissa? Nothing, nothing. Where have they gone? Really? Falling my, joys. My favourite Australian band at the moment are Root and you can check out the Root sound at uh, myspace.com forward slash Root the Music. Check mm -hmm. out their new song, mm -hmm. I Wish I Was Tex Perkins. That's a corker. <laughs> but 
There is a great new album out now called uh, Write Your Adventures Down, a tribute to the go-betweens. Good idea. Attention, Australian buying public. Attention, Brisbane listeners. Mm. This is a great album. People doing uh, your go-between songs. Because mm-hmm. there was one a few years ago, wasn't there, with uh, Flat Stanley and Frente. They, it was like a go-betweens tribute album. And Yeah. I'm suggesting this one might be better. Dave McCormack's uh, had a hand in putting this together. You've got a uh, great version of uh, Draining the Pool for You by uh, Andrew Cox from the Foves. Oh, nice. Adele Pickvance, the uh, last bass player for... The Gobies uh, often works with our friend Dave Graney. Mm-hmm. Possibly steals the album with her version of Finding You. But here on Triple M, check this out from the album Write Your Adventures Down. Don't be frightened. It's Dan Kelly with Head Full of Steam. That is Dan Kelly uh, with Head Full of Steam. What is the relationship between Dan and Paul Kelly's nephew? Is it Dan? Paul's? I think there. Yeah, no, there. I think there is a relation. I could. yeah, you should know that one. It's good stock. It's good know. musical stock. Whatever it is, it certainly is. That is from Write Your Adventures Down, a tribute to the Go Between's fine new album in the shops now. I'm assuming. Mm. <laughs> Sounding like also, a pro- uh, the oh, a- sounds like a real show here for no, a second. Also, the uh, the Aqua back catalogue is still available, yep. so uh, get your hands on that as well. <laughs> Fully remastered. Uh, there is a new podcast up on the grid. Podcast. Oh, yeah, what are we up to? Uh, 101. No songs with 101 in it, Rich? Mm. No, I couldn't find any. Oh, Unfortunately, wow, no, we're yeah, 100. Yeah. We just use all our resources on. Mm. Oh, a lot of people. I think the government have been listening to our podcast. Well, well yes, of course. And, and you know what? We listen. Tony, I mean, if, if you're trying to, to, you know, throw a humble pie in front of me and say, you know, Joe, swallow this, uh, I'll say I'll plead guilty. I'm, I'm listening, the government's listening. You know what's worse is that the government stops listening. Oh. And we are listening. Yeah, yeah, he just loves... I never said he anything. pie. I never mentioned a pie. No. Joe Hockey, he'll just bring up pie in any context. <laughs> yeah, just give me a pie, Okay. We didn't mention pie. Shush, I got me a bib on. <laughs> Give us a pie. <laughs> okay, uh, let's keep it mellow. Oh, man. In case Daniel Johns is listening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As we climb Talkback Mountain. I didn't mention what's in Podcast 101. Yeah. It, it's far from Comedy 101, I'm suggesting. What do we got? Uh, man with a box of killer pelicans. Oh, dear. Remember that? <laughs> Un- uncut. Oh. Uh, Geraldine Hickey is in there. Pete Smith is oh, in there. Pete, Pete Smith. Smith. Along with his nude work. And, of course, a visit to the International High Rollers Room. It's all free. It's all uh, available at iTunes. And triplem.com.au. Yes, go there. Because are you having iTunes trouble at the moment, Mr. Mark? Yeah, for some reason I'm only getting seven seconds of each podcast. Mm-hmm. So I've got to go back. So I'm hearing, you know, it's, it's, and look, it's a great seven seconds. Yeah. yeah. But I'm used to about... 40 minutes. <laughs> so uh, at the moment, I've got some iTunes trouble. So I just gotta, is yeah, your computer just know. backed up with porn? Is there something that's. There's know, probably a couple of issues there? there. I mean, if anyone can call and help me out with how to get more more of the Get This podcast, because at the moment I'm getting seven seconds and then it's cutting off. No, you don't. I don't I, understand. Look, I hear you, Rich, okay? Yeah. I hear you, bro. <laughs> so if there are any children listening, yep. you can call up and help uh, with your uh, preferences. Yeah. Give Richard Marsden a call, but let's get to the topic du jour. It's been mentioned already. The phones are already exploding. What is it? Who's your favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer? Wow, I don't have one for this. Uh, well, don't you just normally go to who your normal... Uh... I don't think you and Chatfield uh, ever played <laughs> Sheffield Shield. Uh, he was a dazzling uh, cricketer, I'm led to believe. You know, I am... Uh, 
starting to get a bit of affection for Mr. Zura. Uh, that oh, reading yes. from The Gloves Are Off was yes. riveting stuff. Do you want to give us another one of those? I'd love to give you some more Zura. Yeah. As we step inside, thus spake Zura. What a load of crap. I knew Sharma was out by a country mile. So did Matthews, and I was convinced Sharma knew the same. I was disgusted and threw the ball to the ground in anger. I mumbled a few unpleasantries behind my breath. That's right, behind. And I told him I thought he was a prick for not walking. <laughs> the Tilwa told Sharma to get on with the game, and when he took guard again, he cried back to the umpire. Umpire, umpire, excuse me. This man with gloves called me dirty words again. Going to hit him over the head with my bat. I cracked up laughing turned my bum towards him and pointed at it, saying, No, Gundu, it's more your style to try and shove it up my ass." <laughs> Gundu in India means pufta. <laughs> and thus, spake Zura. That is word for word. I didn't know he played Yoda. And yeah. if, <laughs> if people are trying to get hold of this, uh, where'd you find it again? Op shops. Salvation Army stores. <laughs> That's the place to start looking. $2. Next to a copy of Pants, the Darren Mullane story. <laughs> uh, okay, favourites. Uh, well, I'm... I'm going to go with you and Chatfield. Oh, <laughs> that's the only right now. What a surprise. <laughs> what about, I mean, are you going for Zura? Plumping for Zura at Cavalier? Plumping for Zura. Plumping for Mark Divinuto, oh, Tasmania's yeah. finest. I'm plumping for Rick, Richard Chiqui, mm. the man who played one one-day international for Australia and is in uh, Bing Lee, Brett Lee's band, Six and Out. <laughs> My friend John, my ex-flatmate John, yes. this is his favourite topic of conversation yeah. ever. He said, please, please, just mention Rog McCurdy and Bruce Laird for me. I said, fine. He said, how about Dirk Tasler? I said, Dirk's mine. <laughs> Hands off Dirk, he's all mine. How about Wade Seckham? Yep. How do you feel about him, Tone? Did John also request that we play some of uh, his Nick Lachey covers? Because <laughs> they're still in the computer here at Triple M. I don't know if they're... Maybe not now. No. I think we get that bloke in. I'd love to have another crack. What about some live Lachey? Oh, he'd love that. All right. Mm. We uh, might do that. How about Danny Buckingham? Mm. Hey? The tugger from Tasmania. These how about are... Chuck Fleetwood-Smith? How do you feel about his work? None of these are made up? Nope. All right. Is about that you, Rich? Well, I'm a Peter Sleep man. A big sleep man. <laughs> From way back uh, in the 80s, in fact, I attended a coaching clinic uh, mm. with uh, Hooksy, as a matter of fact, and uh, and Peter Sleep, and I managed to crack a six off him. How's that? In the net. <laughs> you cracked a six off Sleep? <laughs> I know. At the age what of... happened? One pitched outside off, didn't turn a bit. I just, uh, away we went and uh, tonked <laughs> it over the top. Okay, throw me a rope here, Rich. Yep. If Peter Sleep mm -hmm. was an actor at the video shop, who would he be? An actor at the video Stephen shop. Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> John Philip Law. Right. Um, he's more down your Bud Court end of the... Oh, Bud Court. Yeah, he, he makes cameo appearances every now and again. He's got his own cricket bat, or he had his own Fan. cricket bat. Sort of an Emmett Walsh type. Gray Nichols double scoop. Uh, also, I'd go with... Uh, Bill Ponsford. Oh, Bill um, Ponsford. Hey, 70s. leave some for the listeners, please. Well, what about Sean Klingeleffer <laughs> from Tasmania? He's still playing. He's doing a fine job. Rolling the arm over. Now, this is the territory we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Now, you haven't used all the good ones, have you? Oh, no. We've only... Wade Seckham's the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> all right. Queensland's second-best glove man for years. Ooh. He's the Lou Diamond Phillips of cricket. <laughs> I'd really love to hear a Luke Butterworth right about now. <laughs> Call us with your all-time favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer. One triple three five three. Stupid girl, that's garbage here. I okay. get this on Triple M. I got in this morning, Richard and Ed were giggling like babies <laughs> as they had decided that today our topic for Talkback Mountain would be who's your favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer? I don't know what they're talking about. Let's get straight to the callers. There's so many of them. Uh, hello there, caller. Who's that? It's Michael. Michael, how are you? Michael. Hey, Michael, you there? Michael. Oh. 
Hello? Hey, bro, how are you? Good, thanks. Hit me with it. Who's your favourite? Uh, Nick Jewell. Nick Jewell. Now, what do we need to know about the Nick Jewell story? Uh, he's an opener for Victoria. And he? Has never made a duck. Never made a duck. <laughs> oh, which, for those who aren't down with cricketing terms, mm. is zero. Brilliant. Oh, okay. So Even if he just gets a shifty leg by, or the, the mm. claims came off the bat, uh, he'll take that. Is he around the Brian Tabor era, uh, the Rick McCosker sort of school? <laughs> He's playing now. Oh, now, okay. He's right. current. Clearly Thank not. you, Michael. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. G'day, uh, <laughs> g'day, Andrew. How are you? I'm good, thanks, boys. Who's your favourite? Uh, Aiden Blizzard. Aiden Blizzard. <laughs> These are great names. Now, I don't know who they are, but they're great names. Now, is he recent? Eh? Oh, Mr. Mr. Blizzard. Uh, yeah, I think actually on a technicality, he probably hasn't played Sheffield Shield because that's not around anymore. No, it's called Pure Cup now, but we're, we're, we're going into the, into the annual. Now, what do you what do you like most about the Blizzard uh, game? Well, obviously, uh, it offers so many opportunities for brilliant punning. Like? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Blizzard hits up a storm. Brilliant. Um... <laughs> Blizzard hit Century, Western Australia snowed under, stuff like that. <laughs> Blizzard left out in the cold. Exactly. Just blatant cheap shots. <laughs> Did he ever face a Carl Rackerman or a, a Tim May on a lazy Saturday afternoon? <laughs> No? no. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Lovely to talk to you. It's <laughs> got a Sheffield Shield response. <laughs> Deb, how are you? Hi, how are you going, guys? Excellent. Uh, who's your favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer? Well, a long, long time ago, I used to watch James Brayshaw. James Brayshaw. Oh, from, uh, from the Melbourne Cage and uh, from the AFL footy show. Mm. Yes. Now, it was, he, was, he was a bit of all right, the old Brayshaw, wasn't he? He was in his young... Oh, he's not doing too badly now, but um, mm. yes, I used to actually go out to the MCG and watch them. And um, yes, he was a good player. Mm. <laughs> Can I ask, have you seen the footage of him in the Borat Mankini? Yes, unfortunately. Would, maybe if uh, the Sheffield Shield was to come back on primetime, <laughs> if everyone was in the Mankini. Played in the Mankini. <laughs> not a lot of room for sponsorship, obviously. Well, no, no not no. much. It doesn't leave much to the imagination. No. And, um, yeah, it, he'd have problems with his protector too. Absolutely right, Deb. Thank <laughs> you for the... the other good thing, yep. I've seen Craig Bradley, the captain of Carlton, former captain, and he played Sheffield Shield cricket for Victoria. Fantastic. Oh. Made a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. Thank you, Deb. Hello, Damien. How are you? Yeah, look, excellent. Uh, long time, first time. Thank you. Who are we talking uh, Who's your favourite? You've got a couple. Uh, my favourite would have to be Scott Hookie, a ex-New South Welshman who moved down to the Apple Isle to have a crack. And how'd he go? Uh, look, it made a, made a huge hundred against the New South Welshman on his debut game in the ING format. Bang. Which is the old Mercantile Mutual Cup, I believe. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, he was better known, Scott Hookie, in the inner circle as uh, being a little bit of a robber. Really? Uh, yeah, he did a bit of an inside job on a, a local sports contributor, uh, <laughs> apparently. And, Allegedly. Uh, I played, I was an underage cricketer at the time and uh, bought a bat off him quite cheaply. <laughs> <laughs> quite cheaply. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Damien. Libelous and historic. Hello, Peter. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? They are fantastic. Who's your favourite? David Horn. Oh, a New South Welshman? Yep. Now, what was his story? He bowled Chinaman. Yes. Basically, left arm leg spin, mm. which meant basically it was an off spinner. Yeah, and left. Uh, Michael Bevan uh, applies the same trade these days, doesn't he? Yeah, not? very effectively. If the pitch was taken spin, unplayable, 95% of the time he was getting tonked. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, being named Horn, he had a nickname of Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. I got on the piss once with Scott Hooks. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was a bit of a dickhead. Well, allegedly. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Peter. This is thank you, Peter. Hi, Clinton, how are you? Oh, good boys. How are you? Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't be happier. Talk us through it. Who's your favourite? Oh, definitely my favourite. Not only because of his name, but because of his almost. Almost stylish uh, handlebar moustache was Julian Wiener. Julian Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he play his trade for? Uh, Julian played for, uh, for Victoria. Victorian. He was in the, the late 70s, early 80s, and he oh, was yeah. um, playing in the same side that also had Graham Yallop and uh, oh. Max Walker. So <laughs> it was a uh, moustache of akimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy on the tash. <laughs> Thank you, Clinton. Lovely to talk to you. I'm we- so- no, no, Tony. We're Jeez. still going. We're going to keep going. It's Steve, so are you many. there? Yeah, I am. Okay, hit me with it, bro. Who's your favourite? Dutchie Holland. Dutchie Holland. He's a he great name. He's good about 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> he had a game for Australia, though, didn't he? He managed a spin bowl without the use of blonde tips or a mobile phone. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. And he, he had a game for Australia, did he not? It did, and it wasn't even a veterans event. <laughs> We've got time for one more. Okay, in. okay. Andrew. Oh, and, hang on. oh, no, hang on. I reckon we know that one. Justin. Justin, are you there? Yeah, how you going? Yeah, good. Who are you going for? Oh, I'm going for Rodney Hogg, mate. He didn't get a crack until uh, all the good players went and played World Series, mate. <laughs> Hogg was just waiting. He was waiting for the carrot to be dangled in front of the good blokes before he could step up, wasn't he? That's the one, mate, yeah. Yeah, lovely work. <laughs> well, we're going to have to do not since prelude to a fart. Have yeah. we received this many calls, Ed? Can I say thank you to everyone that called? I am deeply sorry yeah. to those we didn't get to. We'll get many to Many people all. calling in saying Jamie Cox, the best man to never play for Australia. <laughs> yes. I have uh, come to a decision during the set. <laughs> From now on, on Get This, if ever we do a sketch where there's a doctor or a policeman or a politician we need a name for, it's got to be a Sheffield Shield cricket. Yeah. Really? What about that for an yes. idea? Dr. Callum Ferguson. Because I'm sick of trying to work Jeff Hugel in the sketches. <laughs> Senator Carl Rackerman. That's the new rule on the show. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. I need a name for a policeman, Ed. Uh, Constable. Dutchie Holland. There you go. <laughs> That's how it works from now on on Get This. That's sports out of the way. Oh, so good. What a lot of great callers in the next hour will be joined by acting's Jane Alsop. Get this. Totally unsuitable for young children. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Do what I want because I can if I don't because I want to. That's the second hour. Be ignored by the step and the board because I'm gonna. I'll get this on Triple M, brought to you by the Nissan Navara. A round of applause for Jane Allsop, if you would, Mr. Marsden. And cue up a smaller Sheffield Shield style round of applause because who have you brought in with you today, Jane? Wait a second. Brought in Indy. Oh, your son. Yes. How old is he? He is nearly coming up to 14 months. Yeah, we've talked about him on the show, haven't we? We have indeed. Right, okay. <laughs> I see. He's, is that a cigar he's got in his hand? It is a cigar, yeah, yeah. And his, uh, his favourite book is, at the moment is Auschwitz. Yeah, now we should explain that. <laughs> that sounds like a very poor joke that we would come up with. You're saying your child reaches for the bookshelf. Yep, and the favourite book at the moment is Auschwitz, The Nazis and the Final Solution. Okay, firstly, <laughs> what's it doing on your shelf? <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's just a little more interesting than Spot mm. the Dog and, okay. you know. It's got a bit of a Richard Scarry yeah. style colourful cover. <laughs> we should point out the cigar is safely contained within a metal container. This is yep. because I think you must have heard us talking about, what was our deal, Ed? We would uh, have Prime Minister John Howard on our show. Yeah, if he was dressed as a baby. 
in a little bonnet. <laughs> yeah, in a bonnet. <laughs> in a pram, smoking a cigar like in Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Any reaction yet, Nikki? Any luck? Guess what? This is John Howard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very progressive. Okay, well, uh, we, we, I don't know if you heard the last hour, we were talking cricket, Sheffield mm. Shield cricket. Do you know anything about that? Very little. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we hear I heard some, some interesting names, though. Great names. Ed. Which was Thanks. your favourite, Ed? Wait a second. Right. I liked Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Wasn't yeah. Blizzard? I yeah. thought that was nice. Scott Hookie. Okay, Constable Wade Seckham. In every sketch with a policeman from now on, that bloke's going to appear. Don't, if you were as confused as I am, don't worry. We're getting back into nerd country this hour. They've published a list of the top-selling DVDs of the year. Mm-hmm. Now, the year's not over. By a long shot. We can still change that list. (laughs) If we all get to work on it. Let's do that in this hour of Get This. Uh, Yeah, that's David Bowie. Uh, Get This is the name of the showy. uh, Showy. The name of the showy. It's David Bowie. I'm very confused. It's the second hour. I've just tripped over a child on my way to my chair. Please welcome Jane Allsop. And offspring. And offspring. That's uh, Indiana. Yes. We talked about this before last time you were in, uh, you know, naming your child Mm. after a film character. Mm. Um, You know, has it had any ramifications, backfired on you yet? Uh, Not yet. There's a little bit of a, there's a few people who have thought he's a girl. Oh, Uh, (laughs) Oh, he sounds like a stripper, really, (laughs) doesn't he? know that uh, my, my defence is that, hey, Indiana Jones wasn't a girl, so, you know. No, fair enough. Don't you know someone called Indiana Jones, Mr. Marsley? Yeah, I know someone who um, went out with someone called Indiana Jones. That was his actual it name. It would have been his, exciting. His Did last he get name around was... in a cowboy hat and all No, he didn't. I was talking to his brother, Alan Quartermain, who was um, <laughs> a bit of a, a cheap knockoff of uh, <laughs> Indiana. But, uh, no, his, his parents were uh, Joneses and they were yeah. massive fans and just sort of... Why not? But Indiana wasn't... Isn't his original name Henry and then yeah. his name after the family dog, oh, isn't it? Yeah. Can't remember. They're yeah. shooting a new one at the moment, a new Indiana Jones. Ed, you've seen the photographs from the set. What have you uh, observed? Uh, it looks like Shia LaBeouf uh, from Transformers. <laughs> He's got his granddad on a motorcycle. <laughs> That's right. He's taking him down the shops. Shia LaBeouf is playing Indiana Jones' son. There's a great shot of him driving a moped and clinging to him is uh, Jim from EastEnders. Or basically. Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Oh, cool, blimey, where those bleeding Nazis are they're not continuing with all that lost art carry on, are they? Oh, cool, blimey. That's who they should have got to play him. Perfect. Jim from EastEnders. <laughs> oh, apples and pears. You didn't consider the name Short Round? Uh... <laughs> For your firstborn? Uh, no. My, I tell you, uh, my um, my agent's surname is Man, and the middle child, the, the middle name she chose for a child is Spider. Hang on a sec. We must have the same agent, did Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what oh, a yeah. beautiful <laughs> moment. Wow. As two co-hosts oh. realise they have the same management. Wow. <laughs> Here you go. Spider-Man. So wow. this is who yeah. you call if you want to book, uh, obviously, Jane Allsop to yeah. play, yes, say, right. Nolene Brown in The King. <laughs> Something good. Or someone to be, uh, force their genitalia into a... <laughs> All right, that's enough. A meat mincer. <laughs> it's a new film called Meat Pie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hey, there was an Australian film years ago, a very good friend of ours, Michael Hirsch, who's uh, yeah. one of the kingpins down at Working Dog, Wonderful. producer of uh, Thank God You're Here, amongst other things. He worked on some great films, which he doesn't like, like? to admit. Uh, Sky Pirates, oh, Australian film never seen it. John Hargraves made in the mid-'80s. Mm-hmm. It could be said, it could be <laughs> said, if you were really cynical, <laughs> that it's kind of a copy of Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. 
<laughs> kind of a copy of Indiana Jones. Okay. Everyone involved denied that. Okay. Uh, I just discovered on the internet when it came out in Germany, it was called Dakota Harris. Well, <laughs> that's not a giveaway, <laughs> is it? I think the music goes like this. Dun, 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 nah, dun, dun, nah. <laughs> <laughs> One note change. That's all you need. Uh, we love it when we get the actors in, uh, Jane, because surely, you know, we've mm. all of our ugly credits are out on the table. Is your son speaking? Is he uh, angling for a midnight dawn shift? <laughs> He's requesting Doughty. He's got a, he wants to contribute to the Sheffield Chill <laughs> conversation <laughs> earlier. Sorry? Yeah, no, we've done Wade Seckham. No, but thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We're moving on now. Any yeah. bad roles coming across your desk at the moment? Oh, look, plenty. Mm. Um... Plenty of bad roles, uh, very few good ones. Oh, did you hear but from uh, Nolan Brown ever? Because you were great in The no, King. No, no, I didn't actually. Nolan mm. one of, was one of the few people who spoke out sort of, this is how I'm hearing, excuse me, hearing words stop from upstaging, <laughs> mummy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. Um, no, I didn't actually hear from Nolan. She wasn't a huge supporter of the show. Mm. Um, so, yeah, but... Um, okay. That's sort of where that ended. Now, Tone, you were saying before <laughs> that you, about kids, getting back onto the kiddie that yeah. we have in the studio. Yeah, What's sorry. the reason you don't want to have a kid, Tone? Oh, there's plenty of reasons, hundreds of reasons. The one you've just... Biscuits in the video recorder would be one. <laughs> yeah, and then the one you've just brought up. Well, I'm here with a hot drink. Yeah, and? I don't want to, I might spill it on a child. Absolutely right. You don't want to have any kids because you're afraid of spilling things on them. You know how clumsy I am. Listen, look, I've just mentioned yeah. hot drink. It's going off. <laughs> Tony watches Children she of Men, a film where no children are born for about 20 years as a fantasy. I yes. love Children of Men, to me, that is a great <laughs> vision of the future. That... I know what that is. Excuse me. That is, you've gone too long without a song. <laughs> we hear that a lot in here, Jane. Don't worry, there's one coming out right now. It's pink. Leave me alone and get this. It's pink here and get this on Triple M. Oh. Jane Allsop is our co-host. She's had to pop out with her young son, yeah. Indiana, for some sort of child trouble. What's going on? Well, he's not a big pink fan, you know what I mean? <laughs> We were just talking, uh, you know, I, I'm worried that, you know, I know people mm. who are deciding. Well. Yeah, I do. I actually <laughs> know some people in the real world. I've met a couple. Uh, you know, I'm worried that my uh, not having children talk on the show is starting to influence friends of mine. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, that might be bad. Well, I think I would I would argue that it's had some influence on me. Yeah, mm. see, I don't want to do, I don't want to ruin other people's You've lives. I've got so many good DVDs. Yeah, it's true. Big and they're always coming. They're always little boxes in Amazon arriving at work. Mm -hmm. And you're so happy, Tony. And it's that's like money a new baby. that would normally be going on tiny shoes <laughs> that just get bigger and bigger every three weeks. Things like that. Yeah. Oh, Jane's back. Is that, okay. how, many, how much money are you spending on tiny shoes? Oh, about a buck fifty. Oh. Yeah, buck no, I'm not okay. doing it. He's wearing plastic there. bags, I see, which yeah, is Yeah, nice. yeah, you know, I'm not wasting the money. If he's just going to grow out of them, what's the point? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and during the song, Richard was saying that he might be uh, thinking of having uh, children in the future. I mean, I have no desire now, but certainly, mm. uh, you know, I haven't yet. But when I see my nephews now and again, I get a bit male mm. clucky, but maybe I can see it happening in maybe six or seven years. Mm. Yeah, and, and when you see you that... Could adopt a, you know, you could adopt a teenager or two and just cut out all the... <laughs> All the hard stuff. Do some foster work. Yeah. All right, I'll do that. Richard's do crazy house of foster kids. Do you actually have any idea about what a um, what a stay-at-home mother does at this point? I'm, I'm, the only reason I'm asking is because my partner revealed the other day how little he knows of what I actually do when he rang up and he said, from work, and he rang up and goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just sitting here in some lacy lingerie. Ooh. He goes, oh, really? <laughs> 
And I said, no, you idiot. I'm sitting here in pyjamas covered in wheat bits. <laughs> <laughs> and now this bloke, we've talked about this bloke. This is the bloke from the Mitre 10 billboards. It, it is indeed, Did yes. he hear our idea of getting all the hardware uh, representatives from mm-hmm. the ads into a giant cage match? Your husband, oh, yeah. Chopper Reed, and Greg Fleet as the home hardware dog. And the G money, Jimmy. Yeah, we just thought we'd throw him. It's a wild yeah, card. Right. Yeah. Oh, the, the flight centre pilot as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was talking about. He's more of your referee kind of feel. Oh, right. He's got so much authority, hasn't he? So much authority. I have a lot of respect for the flight centre pilot. Mm. Mm. So much. Uh, now, something we, we do on the show is we get a lot of emails about things we've talked about, and um, lately it's about all the British shows I keep mentioning that aren't being shown on the ABC, Ah, you'd think there would be no support. I sometimes feel like I'm just a crazy hermit at the top of a mountain (laughs) shouting about the ABC. What are they showing this week? That already discredited documentary, The Great Global Warming Scandal or Swindle. But this is for balance, isn't it? Yeah, for balance. So if you put on a doco that about uh, global warming that's true, yeah. you then have to put on one that's, that's not true. completely it's made up. Completely <laughs> made up and has been discredited all around the world. This mm. is because the ABC is now run by the uh, Nazis at the Sydney Institute. Is that right? Yeah, 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 understood. Okay. Good work. Uh, and anyway, people are starting to get behind me. Listen to this. What do you got, Tony? Richard Gregory says, Can Tony please mention more British comedies on air? No one mentions things like Alan Partridge and Phoenix oh, Knights. Yes. This is the sort of stuff that should be on the ABC. See, writes uh, Kim, uh, why aren't you mentioning more uh, Peep Show? Great British uh, comedy oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. That's not, a terrific show. I haven't seen a lot of that. Alan Partridge gets a mention once again. Do you like the obscure British comedies? Uh, I do. Mm. I do. And I, lo- I love just generally obscure. Well, see, shows. the thing is, I don't want people to think, oh, these are just comedies for nerds. No. This is just stuff that Tony Martin would be into. Yeah. <laughs> the average person wouldn't find any of this stuff funny. Yeah. So I've brought in a clip, a couple of clips from a show called The Armando Iannucci Shows, mm-hmm. which I think has been rejected by the ABC. It's never been screened. Mm. Have you seen it, Richard? Yeah, it's got a brilliant, I think it's episode one, the first sketch, The Paper House. A giant house made entirely of paper. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> but it was, it was like, it's an absolutely incredible show. But just to prove that this Look, is It's not, all on your YouTube. Yeah. Look up uh, Hello Hugh. Hugh is an old guy who shows up on... Uh, the Armando Iannucci shows, and Armando Iannucci interviews him about what life was like in the old days. Yeah. Check this out. So, Hugh, I suppose our whole lives are controlled by computers these days. What, what was it like then? Oh, well, in those days, uh, uh, the internet was in black and white. It was only on for three hours a day. We used to get dressed up in our Sunday best to, to log on to it. We log on to letsbuy.com. <laughs> and order a gas mask and a pound of tripe. <laughs> then when we finished with the computer, we'd switch it off and we'd all stand up and sing the national anthem. What about the entertainment? How did you amuse yourselves? Well, we used to gather around the piano and, and sing Peter Andre's songs. <laughs> and while we were singing, we'd be showing off our pecs. <laughs> My dad had a lovely six-pack. <laughs> Cheeseburgers were a penny then. What about courting? How did you go out with a lady? Well, you couldn't just jump into bed with a lady back then. You go along to her house and you ask her parents if you could knock her up and get her on crack. <laughs> if they said yes, you'd take her along to a junglist mashup. It was called Jungle then. Not drum and bass, so it came later. <laughs> there you go. That's from the Armando Iannucci shows. This is, have you got my favourite one? Yeah. This is my favourite interview with Hugh. Check this out. So, Hugh, how did you all amuse yourself in those days? Well, we didn't have hundreds of television channels in those days. We just had to make our own entertainment from the basic Sky package. Was there much entertainment? 
Well, the music was different then. My goldfield had just brought out Tubular Bells 4. He said he did it to get away from the whole Tubular Bells 3 thing. <laughs> They'd been hanging over him like an albatross. There you go. See, anyone can enjoy that. That's good stuff. That's just not Nerdsville. Not Nerdsville. But I guess we've got to play these ludicrous global warming documentaries to keep Jared Henderson and Janet Elbrickson and uh, Keith Winshuttle happy. Absolutely right. We could be having good comedy from overseas. New, 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 new. Is it time for me to get off my sofa? I think so. <laughs> I love it up here. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> sofa. He's crying. <laughs> okay, let's get back. Uh, he is. Yeah. And he's unplugged something from the desk. <laughs> good boy. Unplug the Doughty. Good boy. <laughs> I think it's a door tree. Whatever. <laughs> hey, let's get back onto safe ground. Uh, what is the DVD that most Australians have bought in 2007. Mm. Want to have a quick guess, Jane? What would it be? Dean Guy, the singles. (laughs) Up the Jumper. (laughs) What's Up the Jumper? (laughs) Film I just made up. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out the real answer next. Get this. It's because of this program that I'm not in prison or dead today. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Ed's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, brought to you by the Nissan Navara. Acting Jane Alsop is with us today. <laughs> and who just put on the wrong set of headphones, the one that Indy's been wearing. Oh, yes. Uh, she's brought in her young son. How old, exactly? Uh, coming up to 14 months. And already programming an afternoon shift here at Triple M. <laughs> right. Already sat in on a couple pretty of blue, cute. blue sky sessions. What's he doing now? Tearing up the carpets. (laughs) Somebody had to do it. Look, there's a list uh, in the paper today of the top-selling DVDs of 2007 so far. Hit me. Number one, Happy Feet. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, 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 okay. Digital Penguin movie. You've got Casino Royale, Borat, The Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada. Mm. Keep that one for all time. (laughs) (laughs) Night at the Museum. I refuse to see it because it didn't have the on the front. Uh, Dirty Dancing, 15th Anniversary Edition, Now You're Being Interesting list. <laughs> Kenny at number seven. Oh, people love Kenny. Kenny. Biggest Australian film of last year. Number eight, Step Up. Is that one of those stomp kind of movies? Yeah, it's like you're oh, on the wrong side of the track, man. One you, of those dancing kind exactly. of... Exactly. Oh. So you have to dance your way into my heart. <laughs> Can I thought, do. I thought they already did the 15th anniversary Dirty Dancing uh, edition, but instead Step Up is stepping into the yeah, yeah, yeah. area. It's like Bring It On. No, 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 no. Save no, no, the no. last dance for me. Now you're talking. That's more like it. Be careful. Yeah. Don't Shall cross. we dance? What about Shall the top-selling VHS tape? They still sell them, They still sell. Oh. Uh, Tim Zura. <laughs> no. The gloves are off. <laughs> A razorhead. Wiggles, woohoo, wiggly gremlins. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And they're investigating Peter Garrett, are they? (laughs) Get down to that big red car. What's going on in there? Okay, uh, we're saying what really should... Because it's not over yet, you see. Mm. 2007, we're just past halfway. We can still wield some influence, listeners, Mm. and change this list. Mm. Get them digital penguins off the top there. Mm. What would you like to see up there? I'm going to go into bat for my own DVD. Well, one I'm working on with the team from The Late Show. Bajas. Yes. I'd like to see that up there. Time, that'll, yep. that'll make some waves. Yeah, that's going to get into the top 500, I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You only have to sell about two to get in the top 500, don't Ooh, you? Well, <laughs> I'll buy two myself. You that's might, the case. You might beat some aerobics titles. <laughs> what, do you, what would you like to see on that list, Jane? I'd Anything? like to see extras. Oh, oh with Ricky yeah. Gervais. Yeah. Extras, series two. David, That one with David Bowie kills me. <laughs> Kills me. I still think you can't go past Patrick Stewart. That is the best. In the first series. Yeah. With his, oh, yeah. his idea yeah. for a film. 
<laughs> where he can see women's right. clothes falling That's off. Right. See it all. I've seen everything. <laughs> that was great. Ed, what would you like in the list? Uh, I No, sorry, Love Thy Neighbour Down Under. Has that come out yet? No, it's out on the internet on your easy DVD. And mm. uh, one of our friends at Umbrella assures me Umbrella. that it's coming out uh, on general release very, very soon. God. This is the story, Jane. You remember mm. Love Thy Neighbour? Mm. Slightly racist uh, sitcom yep. from the 70s in yeah. England. It's a, a Down Under version where, get this, he moves... To Blacktown. Oh dear. <laughs> in Australia. Oh dear. But who does he move in next to? Does he move in next to Aboriginal no one people? Can tell me. Or does the bloke from England, by coincidence, so apparently it's something like that. Okay. Apparently it's the dude. But I've ordered it, so it's coming, and then we'll, then we'll tell you. Well, You've ordered it. It'll be gold for sure. The people at Umbrella they turn on some Jeez, fine DVDs. Have they stuff, done that? Uh, I hope it's. I hope I'm not getting this wrong. Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Have you had a look at that yet? I haven't had a look at that at home. Great. That is a great uh, series. Uh, he's They've got Birdman from the 1960s mm-hmm. and they've reincarnated him as a uh, attorney at law defending <laughs> other cartoon characters. Fantastic. Scooby and Shaggy get pulled over for a bit of uh, Daniel John's work. Oh, dear. <laughs> he has to defend them in court. <laughs> but pretty much adult swim on the Cartoon Network after, is it 9 o'clock or something in the, in oh, the evening? Oh, even about... 11 o'clock on a Friday, it used to be. We're watching Lionel Richie concerts at my house by that time. Adult <laughs> <laughs> cartoons. What would you like to see on the list? I had a thing the other day where I borrowed a DVD from the shop, and it's really annoying because nowadays, if you borrow a DVD and it's scratched on the very last scene, mm. oh, you how can't. often does that happen? I know, all the time. Mm. If Don't you, leave. It's like someone out there just permanently just scratching out mm. those last couple of moments. 50% of disc errors are caused by fingerprints. Don't <laughs> leave the shop till you've checked the back of it. Is that right? If you get one, just take it out of the thing, check the back. If you can spot something, go, I'd like another copy, please. Yeah. That's an another copy of Dirty Dancing 15th Anniversary <laughs> Edition. I'm Richard Mars and I'm on the radio. <laughs> just say that. But it's so frustrating because, and then your DVD player freezes up, you can't do anything yep. unless you and turn goes, it off g- the wall. G- and g- that's it. G- yeah, I know. And that's when you have that thing, you know, that discussion you'd have this, Ed? Why can't we go back to VHS? Absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. VHS when you could fast forward through the copyright warning if you <laughs> didn't like it. That's right. What a perfect mm. system VHS was. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do an acoustic version of that You Won't Steal a Car song. You know the song, the backup oh, jingle? Yeah, too? you wouldn't I'd like steal to a car. Yeah. That one, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I'd like a stripped down version. Unplugged. Let's get the listeners on board. Which DVD should we get behind and try and get it into the top ten list for the year? Anything you want. One triple three five three. R.E.M., Orange Crush here at Get This. Around the nation on Triple M, Jane Allsop is with us. We're canvassing the callers for DVDs we may have missed. Things you'd like to see in the top ten list for the year because it's looking pretty predictable so far. Who have we got, Ed? G'day, Sam. Yeah, how you going, guys? Uh, excellent, mate. What needs to be up there? Uh, probably the Aurora box set, or if you're going to split them up into different series, I want to see them at one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> there are only three series of a lower low, with it. I think there were a couple more, but I think, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I feel as... I really seen is what Tommy adds, to be honest. <laughs> Because I feel as though that, uh, my awareness of Allo Allo started probably when I first sort of got language mm. uh, as a toddler and a three-year-old, and I feel as though it ran pretty much up until yesterday. <laughs> Those episodes were long, so are you, arduous. Are you seasons. Hey, Sam, are you one of the people who responded to that ad? Have you started your Aloha Low collection yet? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm still waiting for a couple more arguments on the pro side of Aloha Low. <laughs> yeah. It's the yet that I love. <laughs> Keep waiting. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. All right, who's next? G'day, D. G'day, how are you? Good, mate. Uh, what needs to be up there? Okay, it's the original Fantastic Four movie from 1990. Yes. Oh, now, so this isn't the one uh, from a couple of years ago. No, no, this is one that Roger Corman 
Oh. Was it ever it, released? No. It was actually uh, bought by the uh, president of Marvel back then and burnt. Because it was so bad. Because yeah. there was also a Captain America, wasn't oh, which there? Which is just as bad, but this is, this is absolutely uh, Mr. Fantastic's arm. So you can actually see them... <laughs> Statically stretched, it's yeah. so bad. Because, you know, even in the $200 million one, the stretchy bloke still looks a bit dodgy. So yeah. dodgy. So in the Roger Corman version, what, how are they achieving that? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't even describe it. You've got to watch it, but then again, you can't watch it. How did you get a hold of it, Dee? Um, from overseas, but it's like a fourth-generation copy, so it's that the... Um, Quality's not great. Yes, but it's so... Foul, it is. <laughs> Dee, can I suggest that even a, a fourth generation shaky, blurry copy of the Fantastic Four movie from 1990 is better than a 15th anniversary edition of Dirty Dancing in perfect widescreen? Oh. Well, it's, I think if they bought it these days, it'd be against so many copyright rules because um, it's um, yes. got um, everything in. Yeah, um, like, one, the first thing um, Reed Richards is talking to a little Sue Storm. Oh, yes. And the next scene, he actually marries her. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the chase. <laughs> Just fast-tracking. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, that, I'm sure that'll uh, turn up on YouTube. Did mm. you see the recent Fantastic Fours, Jane? No. Oh, no, you didn't I, miss I, a I'm lot. devastated, I'm Rise of the Silver Surfer <laughs> and Rise of the Sleeping Audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just the first one. The bit that gets me is why does the invisible woman need to be invisible on that bridge? No one else needs to be invisible to get to the other end. It's gotta just, get a gear off. Someone's just come in at the final cut and gone. You gotta get a gear off. Mm. It's the only reason she's there. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hey, how you going, Ed? Excellent, bro. What needs to be up there? Well, you've worked in the video shop. Why is Withnall always on the back shelf? Ah, now this is Withnall and I, a somewhat obscure yeah. British comedy from the 80s. Uh, the reason it's always up the back, Mike, is it's only you and I that like to watch it. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, 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 this can't be true. Really? No. No. Well, we had Will Arnett from Arrested Development on the show, and he said it's his favourite film of all time as well. Absolutely well, how can you beat the, How can you beat the coffee shop scene? No, oh, yeah, that's right. we demand to have the finest wines imaginable. We demand them here and we demand them now. <laughs> uh, yeah. All humanity. Well, I'm just objecting. Absolutely right. Just not getting the respect it deserves. Mike, yeah. I'm absolutely with you 100%, my friend. And I used to make a point when I was working at the video show, I would take it from the back and I would put it up in the new releases <laughs> uh, next to all the copies of Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal in executive action and just see how it went. <laughs> Although, you know, I love executive action because doesn't Seagal get killed off like in the first, first 10 minutes? First 10 Minutes. He does. <laughs> a really piss weak scene. He really too. does. Chokes <laughs> on a sandwich. Thank you, Mike. Have you seen Withnell and I, Jane? Um, I actually haven't. How can you? Not I know seen it's that? wrong, isn't Come it? Come on, Jane. It's one of those movies where every line is quotable. You know it. Wrong. You know, a lot of people I've given it to can't get past the opening scene because of the rats in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Like short bus. <laughs> All right. Uh, hello, David. How are you? Not too bad, mate. How are you going? Excellent, man. Well, what needs to be up there? Uh, it's an Australian movie called Cozy Cool. Oh, someone has once sent me a bootleg of this. Is this a biker film? It is. It's a fantastic movie. Who's in it? I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> right. It, it, would you describe it as the poor man's stone? Quite possibly. It, mm. it is acting, plot, sound quality that I've never seen before in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, would you call it an early precursor to the uh, Fast and the Furious or...? Oh, it's way beyond that movie. Really? It? Is this around the High Roland period um, of Australian film, The Last of the Knucklemen, that kind of... Yeah, it's, it's late 70s, possibly right. early 80s. It yeah. probably took me two years to find a copy of it, and now my friend won't give it back to me. Ah, well, that's what happens. What, what would be your favourite moment from Cozy Cool? 
there's a scene with a crab, which which comes into the movie a couple of times for absolutely no fathomable reason. And, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the funniest movies I've seen. Well, I, like I can see, see why you'd want to retrieve that from yeah. your buddy. Hopefully. Great selections. Don't go anywhere, callers. Hold on. Going to play a song. We'll be back for more of this in a moment. I'll get this. Thank you, Jet, with the Get This Orchestra here on Triple M. My arm is being tugged by a toddler right now. Uh, during the uh, during the song, did you you turned to Jane and said, "Is that walking?" Yes, <laughs> yes, that's walking, Jane. Jane also Just like real people is here with her son Indiana, and we're canvassing DVD oh. recommendations. Who's got one? AJB. Hi there. How you doing? Good man. How are you? Good, thanks, good, thanks. What I'm, needs to be up there? I'm uh, recommending Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid ah. Steve Martin and Rachel Ward, I think it was. Now, for people who've never seen that movie, what happens? Uh, it's a, a bit of an adventure, a bit of a love story, detective story, but it's made up of um, old black and white movies pieced together with live action from uh, Steve Martin and a couple of actor, other actors. Yeah. It's and, a, sort of like a film noir feel, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and, a, lot of, a lot of fun. And all done in the pre-computers era, too. Exactly. Done exactly. the hard That's way. Genius. Yeah. And isn't Australia's uh, Rachel Ward? Yeah, he's, yeah, JB. I'm pretty, pretty that. sure yeah. it was her. Yeah, possibly the best uh, movie she was ever in. Wow, big call. <laughs> <cool. laughs> I don't mean that as an insult. You're right? forgetting Fortress. <laughs> oh, Fortress. Oh, me. I was so scared of Fortress. Fortress, yeah. They used to show us, to that at, show us that at what? school we used to have to watch Fortress. Yeah. <laughs> with, really? Yeah. With all the with Mister Mister Snuggly out the back with a shotgun taking kids into the caves. <laughs> scary film. Very scary. The masks. Film. Yeah. No Shush. good. Okay. Uh, all right. More DVDs, please. Hi Sam. How are you? How you doing, team? Good. Thanks, mate. What uh, needs to make the list? The Family Guy movie. Oh, this is the untold story of Stewie Griffin. Yeah, that's it. It's an excellent. Uh, I've seen. It's very good. Describe it to uh, Family Guy fans out there, Sam. Oh, jeez. It's just about a family. It's mainly about Stewie trying to look for his father because he thinks he's adopted. Yeah, because he's so smart and his dad's dumb. So all the words come out. Yes. Now, now, Jane, obviously the kiddies are into the cartoons, but do you yeah. ever accidentally go onto the family guy? And uh... Yes, I do. And, you know, I actually received an email last night which said, do you watch the family guy? And I scrolled down and there is a woman... <laughs> looks exactly like the fam- the father. It's just, <laughs> it is one of the. I have to. I'll email it. To yeah, you it is one of the website. most disturbing images I have ever seen. <laughs> well, have, exact. We it's need to exact. do real life cartoon lookalike one oh, day on this show. Table that for idea. next week. Hey, Josh, how are you? Good mate, how are you? I'm excellent, bro. What needs to be up there? Good guys, bad guys. Oh, oh yes. The show started <laughs> to showcase the talents of Marcus Graham. Now tell me, what uh, are you a big good guys, bad guys fan? Oh, well, you know, I used to watch it back in the 90s when I was out, and I've heard you guys give a shit a bit, Dan. Uh, hey. I decided to, uh, to go and buy it from Easy DVD the other day. It was 19 bucks, but, um, yeah, it's uh, renewed the love for it. Oh, so, really? Hang on, so... We were heaping crap on it, mm. and that serves as a recommendation <laughs> to somebody. I thought, why not go and see it? <laughs> Jane, were you ever in Good Guys, Bad Guys? No, I wasn't in it, but I do recall it well. And as I think I mentioned last time I was in here, one of my good friends made an entire um, dating life out of pretending to be Marcus Graham. Pretending <laughs> to be Marcus Graham, only topped by Ed, who knows a bloke who does the same thing by pretending to be Galen. Ooh, from Big Brother. <laughs> Thanks, Ouch. Josh. G'day, Michael. G'day, Ed, how are we going? Excellent, bro. What needs to be up there? Um, there was a movie in the uh, mid-80s called Les 
two least baddest inside the world. That is a beauty. It is an absolute beauty, Michael. Now explain to people. Uh, explain to people who may not know it. What's it about? Oh, uh, to be honest, I've, I've never been able to find it out on video, and I can't remember too much of it. But I'm sure Liz Patterson tries to save the world by uh, there was a virus on toilet seats or something That's like that. Exactly <laughs> right. Yes, it was a film that grew popping in the street. Yep. It, it was unfortunately timed because it came out around the time that people were just starting to learn about AIDS, ah. and it just cast a pall of gloom across the cinemas. I was actually at the premiere in Melbourne of Les, uh, Les Patterson Saves the World and there was a scene that was so shocking it was cut out that very night and not included in the prints that went out to cinemas the next day. It's incredible. And it was a scene where a, uh, a, all I remember is a camel and explosive diarrhoea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go down well at the premiere and they, they just, I think Barry Humphreys went up to the projection booth and cut it out by hand. Swallowed it. From the uh, prints. Thank you, everyone. Uh, great selection. So many more callers we could have got to. Sorry we didn't get to everyone. Uh, more in a moment. I'll get this. Alanis Morissette winding up another round of Get This. Thank you, Jane Allsop, for sitting in for the whole hour. Yes. We are running a tad late today. I blame those fantastic callers with their long list of Sheffield Shield <laughs> names from the past. Tony, we are in debt to Nick on my MySpace, who's just sent me an eBay link. Uh, that you can now get a signed piece of paper from 1986, Jane, signed mm-hmm. by Tim Zura. It's going for $2.99. That's a bargain. <laughs> Double that if you're buying it from an op shop. Absolutely right. <laughs> and thank you also to Michael M, who sent us a wonderful email, which is where we got all those stats about uh, top-selling DVDs and VHSs. Is anything to plug, Jane? Uh, the King, surely. The that's King, gonna, surely. That's going to uh, be going round still Taking on. a bit of a visit to Erinsborough uh, as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anything you can give away there? Who are you bumping off? Oh, I'm a bit of a lawyer. Really? A lawyer. Yeah. Mm. Do you patch on with Tootie? <laughs> do you push, no. Do you push a one-legged man off a cliff? I might. Oh, my favourite seat. Thanks to everyone who contributed today. Our key phrase comes courtesy... Of Peter. I got on the piss once with Scott Hooks. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with Rob Sitch. Oh, yeah. Meaning that, thank God, you're here is back on your screens tomorrow. And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power.